welcome to episode 38 of the Narcissistic Music Disorder Podcast. And this is actually, we might as well not try to be mis- mysterious, this is actually the second beginning because we, we dropped the call. I dropped Scott's call when we started last time. I mean, we could be all fancy and like act like it didn't happen, but it totally happened. We dropped the call. I probably talked on a solid, what, three minutes before I realized it. I'm like, Scott, are you there, dude? Because <laughs> I was talking about Faster Pussycat. You know how I get when I'm talking about Faster Pussycat. So yes. uh, what we were thinking, we opened the, the first attempt with was, uh, what was new and exciting? I said I'd been listening to a couple new Faster Pussycat singles, and uh, uh, yeah, one... I got the new Delamitri today, this morning, and I was checking out a couple tracks. That's cool. I, you know, I like. I, I mean, I like Delamitri. I liked uh, a few songs really hit me hard that I listened to a lot one summer. Um, I, I listened to there were two that I really liked, and when I say listen to them, I, I, you know, I ran them right into the ground like I like to. Yes. Um, the one was this side of the morning and right. the other one was, um, tell her this. Do you oh, know that's, yeah. oh man, those are great tunes. How's the new one? Is it good so far? The two tracks I listened to. Yes. Good so far. It's, it's been, I don't know, quite a while since a, a record appeared from them. Yeah. I, so. um, they had the hit roll to me was their hit, right? Yes. Yeah. In the nineties. Yeah, and that's kind of I. Uh, I was living with a friend, and he was he was into them, and so he, I really like. I said I really got into those two songs for some. They I was in a weird spot, so those two songs were like the soundtrack for some post breakup misery in that summer. So that was pretty fun. Um, what else is new? Anything good? Not a lot. No, just um, was working on the the latest. Uh, the show today yeah so so what is our topic today well we're going to talk about our favorite songs that tell a story but you know like i said uh, pre-show all songs kind of tell a story right I, and i it's guess just... there's no way to clarify that for me um my list is i mean so here's i even have some notes here written where it's, it's like, like I... go ahead i was talking about this uh subject with my wife this morning we were having breakfast and i said you know all songs kind of tell a story but there's a difference between look what the cat dragged in and choctaw bingo right right exactly (laughs) see and i i even have on my list here i mentioned uh, at the bottom of my list i i mentioned um sorry my i'm wearing the wrong glasses for this like i love jason isbell right but he's very much like a um a uh, uh, me so uh, his, the stories kind of come from for the most part inside of him right so yes. uh, so that for me the a story song tells a complete story of like another character if that makes any sense yeah like the bulk of my list um people like uh you know Dylan I mean there's great s- s- songwriters you know I the stories for me the story songs for me are those external things like where you've told the tale of you know whomever bad bad Leroy Brown or what you know what I mean right um where the int- you know the introspective songs in my world I mean they could be completely fictional you could literally and there's a guy on my list who does write a lot of songs where he's talking in the first person about fictional things you know right yeah um, but that's kind of my distinction is the story you know the my favorite story songs, and I grew up on story songs, um, 
probably my first love, really, uh, were yeah. songs like that. Because as a that's your logical step from, you know, you're a young person and you start listening to these story songs and they um because they have characters and you can follow along and it, I mean, a great yep. story song is like reading a book, right? You know, it's like reading a three minute book. I I think. Um, yes, I agree. And uh, and I really like that. I, I I've learned for for a long time. I thought like great songwriting had to always be, um, you know, introspective. And now I'm starting to realize that there's gold in the minds of taking characters and developing stories for them and things that happen to them instead of things that happen to you or saying, I don't know. I've, I've started to do that. Um, God, that sounds stupid. I'm talking like I'm a songwriter. <laughs> um, I hate when I do that, but I make stuff up. Um, when I make up stuff now, I kind of, um, I find it interesting. I, I can start with like characters and follow their story and they can do it's easier for me to make them do things than to put myself in that place if that makes any sense right yes i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm embarrassed that i <laughs> brought my name the, up in this thing that's stupid so yeah you talked about ones from childhood and and yeah i have one that you know that on my list that definitely i remembered from my childhood dude, i do and too was, um, coward of the county dude it's on my list too it's totally yeah. on my. We might as well get started. Let's start with Coward of the County, because it's yeah. on my list. It's on your list. So the, our first first one will be Coward of the County. <laughs> um, so so I was thinking about that today. Dark, right? I mean, yeah, dude. Even as a young, like a a little kid, right? I can remember being in my dad's. 1970 whatever Trans Am. He had the eight track Kenny Rogers yeah. Greatest Hits. It was on there. He we listened to it all the time. Um, oh yeah. But dude, it's I mean, forgive me, but aren't the the Gatlin boy? They're raping Becky, are they not? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, yeah, because they they took turns at Becky, and there were three of them. There were three of them. So even as a kid, I might not have wholly understood what was happening to Becky. But you that could right there, yes. You could tell the way he delivered it, though, that it was something horrific. Yeah, the torn dress, the shattered look was yeah. more than he could stand. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, first oh. you could have a whole show. You really could about Coward of the County, to breaking oh, I mean, did it. Did they down. make like a TV movie about it? I think they may have, dude. Why wouldn't they? I they... think a few Kenny Kenny Rogers was uh, was a gold mine. And- for that stuff. Well, I've got the gambler was another one that I, was a story. I have you know? coward of the county slash gambler. Um yeah. but but even like Reuben James is in there for me. Kenny, I mean, certainly not Islands in the Stream, but <laughs> <laughs> but Coward of the County, I would say, was probably one of my first really I don't know, story songs that I fell in love with. Absolutely. It, it's just so cool and and the under the idea, especially for you know a pudgy kid in the backseat of a Trans Am listening to you know the underdog <laughs> finally get up and lock the door, you know, yeah. like oh oh man, it's on. That now. part you know? always did and still gives me chills. Yes, yes, it just. I mean, like I said, I didn't understand that there had been a, a you know a sexual assault. Um, I just knew no. something horrible had happened. But I understood the ass kicking part. The though. ass kicking part, <laughs> and, and the fact that he finally, you know, he finally does it. You know that that's as appealing and as uh, universal as you know the the karate kid or whatever. You know, yes. 
Um, <laughs> and it, it, there's just there's gold all over that song, and and it, it, there's, I like you said, they they definitely did. I think they did make some sort of movie, TV movie, whatever, because they were big I think on that. The dude from the Waltons, uh, the. John Boy might have been. That the sounds star right. Of it. That absolutely sounds familiar to me. Didn't he also play Hank Williams in a TV yes. type of movie too? And you know what? He looked like Hank Williams. He, yeah, if you pre, remember, uh, pre Mountain Paul. Yeah. yeah. If you remember John Boy Walton, he uh, he kind of had. I can't that think look. of his real name. <laughs> I can't either. But I watched the Waltons. I mean, I can remember. Hey, you know, he had the the wire rim glasses. He was the yep. learned old. He was the oldest son, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, like in the seventies too, you had, um, you know, Ode to Billy Joe was made into a, a TV right, movie, yeah. and Harper Valley PTA was made into a TV movie, and you know, Nine to Five was a a movie movie, you know, like. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, Coward of the County by Kenny Rogers. Uh, again, the Gambler. I, the Gambler, dude. I mean, the Gambler paints a pretty vivid picture too. Yeah, also you know, a great story. Which is just, uh, so in my mind, that's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say that's the template, but that really, for me, is the story song, is yes. the character and the whole, you know, the whole progression of, of what happens, and, and then this, whatever the outcome may be, you know, the gambler dies, or, you know, Tom, is it Tommy? Yeah, Tommy, Tommy is, yeah. yeah, Tommy, you know, finally gets even with these guys, and, you know, cleans house, and and you know, does he's everything from you know honoring his dad to telling his dad, you know, hey, sometimes you got to fight when you're a man. Fight I thought, to be a man. Yeah. I thought that was really important to me. You know, if, yeah, yep. what a great opener that right there. What a great opener to story songs. What do you have next? I had uh, Walt Grace's Submarine Test, January 1967. And what's it's that song like? by? To song by John Mayer. Oh really? It's it's a song about Walt Grace is a guy who's just had it with this world and he locks him buries himself in his basement, so to speak, and he builds a one man submarine with nothing but will and a library card. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh just his wife, you know, tells the whole story. His wife tells his kids that he's crazy and his friends talk about him, and then one day he gets the sub done and he builds it. A few weeks later, his wife gets a call from Tokyo that he made it, and yeah, no. that's the he disappears. Oh, that's killer, man! Yeah, it's it's and it talks about the at the end of the song. Um, his friends sit at the bar with his name on the side and talk about him. Oh, that's awesome, <laughs> it's man! A, it's a great song. It's it's a really awesome song. And see, that's the other kind of hallmark of a great story song is is it's so well written. You can convey the story to another person. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can go, hey, it's just like a book report. Really, you're yeah, going John here. John Mayer does a does such a great job telling it in his uh, only the way he can deliver it. In, in his delivery, yeah. Well, that yeah. that's that's and again, it, it is. It's a book report when you're explaining a song like this to. To somebody, it's like a book report. Hey, this happened. Then you know. Then you know he built the sub, or you know he yep. he walked in on a gang rape, whatever it might be, and and killed someone or fought someone. I uh, my next pick was a song called "Tanny Town" by Steve Earle. Have you ever heard that? I went. Um, it's, not ringing a bell. Okay, I believe it's. On, I'm sure I have the record. On, but. Yeah, it's on El Corazon. 
Um, oh yes. And and it it's so cool, man. It's you know. Again, there's an underdog quality to this kid in the song, and he's a, uh, you know, he's he's bullied basically. Um, and what ultimately happens is they, uh, and, and I don't know where Tanny Town is. I'm, I assume it's a place, you know. And it has this whole thing like his mom goes off with her new boyfriend, and the kid's kind of by himself. He goes into town. He kind of gets there's these bullies, quote unquote, who kind of. Um, you know, they start rousting around with him and they want to fight him. Um, and he's never been. So he has a Randall knife, like which I assume is like a folding type knife, I think. Um, and he stabs a kid. Well, he, mm. he stabs this kid, books back to the holler where he lives. And, you know, a couple days come and go and, and they he hears the tale about this kid they hung for murder because the kid picked up his knife. Oh, man. And had his knife, he, you know. Uh, something like you know, and I dropped my bloody Randall knife. He picked it up, so they thought it was him. And it, it, and uh, you know, he's like, he heard about the colored boy they hung. So oh, this man. kid picks up it, and 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 he had, you know, he had committed this murder. And I, I hate to say it, <laughs> but like murder in the tradition of the story song, murders are always fertile ground too. Like right. murders, fighting. That sort of trouble, you know, always come in handy in the story. Of course, there's love songs, too, that are beautiful and tell a story. Um, but I always find, like, like that dark stuff is just such fertile ground. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Steve Earle's Tanny Town was on my list. What do you got yeah, next? Um, a oh. Randall knife is, um, is it basically like a hunting a knife. hunting knife, okay, yeah. got a deer or something yeah. like that. Well, and, and that was his thing. And I wish I could remember all the words off the top of my head, you know, but... You know, it, it's just, it, it's really, you know, he talks about how he, you know, he, he ran through the dry goods store, you know. Um, there was something there, too, uh, where they cornered him and uh, they'd have whooped me, sure, but the sheriff came and that sort of thing. It's just really oh, cool yeah. and well-written. And, you know, Steve Earle can tell a story about, and, and it has, uh, a wide range of topics, you know, and, and they're always they're always good. He's he's Steve Earle, you know. That's that's what he's kind of right. known for. What do you got next? I have a uh, jukebox hero by Foreigner. Dude, nice pick. Yeah, the, <laughs> nice, the, nice the, pick. The story of the kid who's outside uh, the show and uh, sold out in the uh, rain, and uh, then he buys a guitar, gets famous. It's killer, man. And then sees the kid uh, that's like reminds himself of him in the doorway, you know, at a show when he's famous. I just saw. Uh, um, I was rewatching for the I don't know eight millionth time uh, the Tom Petty documentary, and he was talking about the video they made for Into the Great Wide Open. Remember Johnny yeah. Depp is in it, and and this when you just said that, I instantly flashed back to the scene where at the end of the video Johnny Depp kind of pulls the beaded curtains back and. Matthew LeBron, LeBlanc, is that his name? Yeah, he's sitting there getting a tattoo just like Depp did when he came to town to make it famous. You know, like that. Yeah. That's just like Jukebox Hero, man. Oh, that's yeah. such a great pick. And that song, um, musically, too, is put together. Oh. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's so cool. I remember where I was the first time I heard that song. I remember where I was in fifth grade. I was I was in fifth grade in my friend's basement, and his older brother was probably three or four years older than us. Was playing the four record because I, I remember knocking on his door and asking him what it was. 
and I went to the library and and rented the record and took it home and put it on cassette. Oh, so nice, nice. <laughs> early Napster. That's early Napster. Yes. And for for all you artists who are not making a single dime from record sales Ooh. now, Benting started it when he was bootlegging stuff hey, from the library. I bought it later, Lou Graham. You're so. probably going to get a call from Lars Ulrich in a second. <laughs> um, so I was sitting in the hallway. We had like a. I don't remember what the project was, a weird fifth grade art project, you know, where you had to draw something. And this kid, Travis Tuzel, I remember his name. He had an older brother. He had drawn this thing. And I don't even remember what the drawing was, but it said Jukebox Hero on it. And I'm like, what is that? And as a matter of fact, I even said it says Jukebox. Like, I think you misspelled it or something. I didn't know how to spell the word. And right, he's like, yeah. it's he's like, it's a song. It's a foreigner song. It's cool or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool guy. And uh, I, I then think, I don't remember how I heard it after that, but I think that was like a jukebox hero was a song that Mick Jones had, and like one guitar was a song Lou Graham had or something like that, and they they put them, you know, kind of no combined. Kidding. Them. Wow. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, that that would make sense because that one guitar. Gone. Right. Oh. <laughs> that song is just it's a killer it's such a great pick first of all so bravo you know in my I, opinion it's the premier foreigner song I, I i'm really i i'm not a tremendous foreigner fan i'm not i'm not either but i'm a greatest hits guy I, I, me too but the greatest hits are slamming dude because you four you know four, yeah, four is a great i would say four would be my record but you know, there's st- Dirty White Boy, and I mean, there's yeah, some records that that rock. that greatest hits, whatever. I think it's called Records. Oh uh, yeah, Foreigner. That's you know, that's kind of. And you can't deny the musicianship. Intro, you cannot des- oh, deny. Oh no. And let's let's just throw it out there too. In recent years, Jeff Pilson was playing with him. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love Jeff Pilson. Wow, man, that's a great pick. I'm really proud of you right now. That could have been some <laughs> obscure jazz crap but you went right right to foreigner man i'm really oh i've never felt closer to you um uh, my next pick is pretty this one is um is pretty obvious to anybody who who likes songs and songwriters and and it 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 almost feels cliche to say it but i have to and it's poncho and lefty by towns van zandt oh yeah i mean to me that is that is gold and so many great covers so many great covers so many great covers so many great lines such a great story um that song to me it like it it feels dusty like i can feel the 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 sand and the you know the whole thing um and i mean there's again i've i've said it before i've said it in public i've i've said it maybe even on the show uh, it's so well written. Some of the lines are great, but man, uh, the one that has always gotten me is he wore his gun outside his pants for all the honest world to feel. And I, I've feel. said it a million times. Any clown like me or anyone else would go for all the honest world to see, but not Towns Van right. Zant, because you know, yeah, well, you're gonna see it, but it, it, it seeing it there has emotional weight, and that's what you feel. You know what I mean? And, and you I do just, feel it though, because like in our home state of Michigan, yes. you can open carry a pistol, 
And you definitely get a feeling when you see someone carrying one I when know. you walk into a store. Yeah, absolutely. When you walk in, yeah, exactly. When you walk into the corner gas station and yeah. someone's back in the heater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so I of course Poncho and Lefty's pretty uh pretty um standard fare, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. What do you got next? I have Papa was a Rolling Stone by yeah. the Temptations. Yeah. Good pick, dude. It's, Man, you're um, slaying you know, it today. A kid wow. wants to, his kid, uh, his dad dies when he's young and he wants to find out more about him and he um, doesn't like what he hears. <laughs> right, right. And which is. Papa was a Rolling Stone. It's it's kind of like, um, you know, it's, it's Ancestry.com now. It's like, do I want to keep pulling this curtain back? Right. You know, I don't want to know. Um, I don't exactly. want to know all those truths, but yeah, that's a great song too, man. You know, the, the Temptations had some, you know, I think, I'm not sure, I should have looked it up, but I think Barrett Strong probably wrote this song. He wrote so, so, so many, many of great songs. Well, but, um, you know, he, geez. Plus it's the, the Temptations. They're, they're the, you know, for me, my mom, that was, rest her soul, that was her, that was her ride. It, the, yes, my my mom, I don't know why I t- other than I mean, I know she was poor and I know she worked in like bars. She was a waitress in the kind of heyday in the 60s down on Western Avenue in Muskegon. So I don't know if that was the groove. My mom was she didn't own a stack of records. I mean, she I remember her owning three or four records. My first ever record that i really got my hands on was her copy of johnny rivers live at the whiskey go-go wow <laughs> but but i remember you know i remember a lot of motown a lot of uh she would sing my mom would walk around and sing. i mean my wife even talks about it now about my mom singing motown songs and um oh, yeah and she just loved that she loved the movements you know she she would sing like the temps and she would do the, you know, you can picture the movements I'm talking about, right? The choreographed movements. And yeah, I, that music is just always going to be special to me. And I I don't spend enough time with it. My wife does. My wife will always be getting those going. Yeah. That's killer stuff. Wow. What a great pick, man. You're on top of your game today. Unreal. (laughs) Um, My next pick was fancy by Bobby Joe Gentry. Beautiful. Love that song. I do too. Now, you and I have talked about this song. It may have come up before. Um, You're anti-Reba's version. Am I correct? I am not a fan of Reba. Anything Reba. How about her TV show? Nothing Reba. (laughs) Not her as the colonel. Nothing. (laughs) You're very okay. You're adamant about it. I'm not a fan. Well, then let's let's just go back to the song Fancy by Bobby Gentry. (laughs) Um. I mean, vivid, right? Yes. There's a vividness to that song. I and I, I should have checked. I assume she wrote it. She um, did, and yeah, I figured she did. I mean, that's really there's some imagery there. Um, you know where the the roach crawls across the, the yeah, her the open toes. Yeah, it's just that's and that's dark too, dude. I mean, that's a dark song too. I mean, yeah. that's. You don't, it's crazy. You don't think about it, but you know, so you and I have talked about, you know, Coward of the County. Okay. So there's a song, a hit song. That is a hit song with a a, a rape in it. Fancy 
hit song where a mother is, in essence, whoring out her daughter. Pimping out her daughter. It's just like, wow, man. Radio was weird back then. It's like the old, uh, it's like the old Andrews Sisters song, uh, Rum and Coca-Cola, where a mother and daughter are pimping. Pimp- mother's pimping out her daughter. That's, those were, and you know what? It, here's the thing. Those subjects were, um, I mean, were dark and, and, and you know, I don't want to say sexualized, but there was stuff like that. But the thing is, you had gifted crafts people um, of who could write songs and could put those subjects in without hitting you over the hammer with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, or hitting you over the head with a hammer, and and be able to do it eloquently enough where it it it, it never at no point ever did coward of the county or even fancy seem like exploitive to me at all like no. it was just these the tales were being told i never once felt like you never felt in coward of the county that kenny rogers was like i gotta get some i gotta sex this up or i gotta have some violence in right. here i literally i mean i don't know how someone just pulls that stuff out of thin air it would be an interesting question to go hey listen man is there where did that come from that whole record is so good. I just Fancy. wonder. Yeah. Oh. Like, where did that come from? Who? Because I don't think you just freestyle that. There has to be some little bit of reference point. I mean, did she know someone? Did, do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. I, I would be interested if she went. Well, you know, three doors down there was this girl I went to school with, and whatever. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I like Fancy. What do you got next? I had Operator by Jim Croce. Uh, this is, have you been, what, have you been just waiting for this episode? Have you, <laughs> no. to go, crank out the big guns right here? That's another jam. That's, yeah. uh, uh, that's where he, uh, you know, gets yeah. a hold of an old friend and yeah. then, mm. <laughs> dude, that uh, Jim Crow, uh, I mentioned it. I mean, I just, in, passing referenced him earlier you know with like bad bad Leroy brown um i don't know if that was the the first take of the show or whatever but again a dude who can tell a story man i i I mean i i don't know what to say the i i grew up in and i've said this before in kind of a you know housing project with a lot of single parents and there was a single dad i remember this dude I mean, I know his name and everything, but he drank scotch, you know, scotch on the rocks. He had a recliner he sat in after he came back from his his job. That he worked in a like a factory, but not a, I think it was an aerospace type thing. Um, and he smoked pot, and he listened to Jim Croce, man, and he, you know, <laughs> and, and he was a he was a, a a troubled dude too. I mean, he was a troubled dude. There's no doubt about it. Um. But he was big on that kind of thing. I can remember hearing a lot of that from his duplex, you know, when he wore those velour V-neck sweater type things. He was like, <laughs> that kind of cat. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love. <laughs> There's some. I mean, um, uh, don't mess around with Jim. Yeah, is another great example Top from Hat Bar and Grill. Yeah. I mean, he's got working at the Car Wash Blues. He's, there's so many. He. Uh, I wonder. Well, you know what? I just. I, I sort of am, I'm going to go to my next pick because I this is I think similar era and my son my 13 year old has recently learned this on guitar 
and learned all the the lyrics to it and plays it a lot. And it's one of those songs that had been around so long in our, especially in our lives, um, that I, I I hadn't forgotten about it, but I didn't always give it its credit. And it's Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. For some reason for us. And I don't know. I'll have someone outside our um, geographic location will have to tell me what Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald was like in other places. Because to us, it hit pretty close to home. Yeah. You know, um, it hit close to home and um, it it was everywhere. When the Fitzgerald went down, I mean, it, when I was a kid, dude, even it was still... I had a kid in my neighborhood who was fascinated by it. I was fascinated by it. We were still, you know, getting books in the library with the pictures of the two halves on the bottom, you know, one upright, right. one down. I mean, the whole thing. Uh, but the song, dude, the song is, I I, I just don't know I what to say. I think it's pretty well known. It was referenced on Seinfeld, so. Yeah. I mean. I just wonder, like, I mean, I don't know the context of, like, where, I mean, it was on the radio, of course. Um, I'm sure it hits people like in California different than it would hit someone I, here, you know. For some reason here, it, and maybe because, you know, you could, um, like you could put your feet where I lived. We It didn't take you long to go put your feet in a body of water that was connected to that body of water. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. and it And the whole thing, I mean... I knew where Whitefish Point was. I knew, you know, I I, I knew that wasn't far away from me. It wasn't a I've world. It, well, yeah, me too. I used to go once a year. Um, once a year. And and I would go to the Shipwreck Museum. And this is no, I'm not making this up. I would ball regularly. I don't know why it touches me in the way it did, other than it, it all seemed to be kind of unfolding not unfolding, but they were just always discovering more and more about it when I was growing up. And, right, yeah. And it it was so well written. I mean, I, my son, I, like I said, he's he does this annoying thing, dude. And and I it just dawned on me when I yelled at him the other day where where he got it from. He wanders around the house. <laughs> he wanders around the house with um. We both have match. He's his is black. Mine sunburst, but we both have these matching recording kit. They're they're called. Dirty 30. They're little parlor size guitars, old timey, based on like a 1937 model guitar. He walks around with his and sings and plays. Well, I'm in a room doing something, and all of a sudden he appears in that room with a guitar strumming and singing. You know, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, <laughs> Hotel California, whatever he's learning. Um, and I realized I yelled at him the other day. I'm like, dude, I'm doing something. And I've been in three rooms, and he followed me. The It's because I do it. I do it all the time. So <laughs> it's like everything that kid does I hate is something I do. It's the worst thing. Uh, God dang it. But, you're living um, with a young version of yourself. Oh, God, I hope not. I want so much more for him. I pray to God every day. He's nothing <laughs> like me. I pray every day, dude. Every day. I'm like, please do not be like me. Don't be neurotic. Don't be a bad person. Be good. Be smart. Be I, Every day. But the guitar. Don't meet thing, a guy like Scott in your forties. <laughs> next thing you know, you're <laughs> talking about fancy <laughs> on a podcast somewhere. But no, <laughs> wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I, I digress. Uh, it, it is. I mean, it's timeless. Even a, a 13 year old kid in 2021 can go. Whoa, 
There's something yeah. to this, man. And and he won't I'm trying to get him to like read books about it and stuff. He's not that into it. I think he likes the chords and the melody and but it's gold. Yeah. It's it's a great tune. It's a great tune. What do you got next? I have one that I have you to credit for getting me into this band. It wow. is 50 Mission Cat. <laughs> that tragically hip. <laughs> Woo! My work here is done. Yeah, that's a jam, dude. That is, there's so much to it. There's so much to it. Oh my God, I love that song. Yeah, man. Uh, fully, completely. That record. Um, it took. That one's- you know Sticking that, with me dude. Right it's now. it's that's the one I got into first. Um, Fifty Mission Cap is, and I don't know. I there's there's too much to say other than I I didn't know who Bill Barocco was. I didn't either until I looked it up. Me and, too. It was you know like fifty two. I think is so it was way before our time. But. Yeah. Well, that's it's, pretty crazy how he was going fishing and dude, plane crashes. And I think Gord Downey said it's like Canada's version of Amelia Earhart, but people have heard of Amelia Earhart. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> right. It, and and we've we've talked about the hip on this show a lot because I like him so much. But um, that it's those references, you know. Um, and my favorite line in that whole song is, "I stole this I stole from a, this hockey, off a car. hockey car." Yeah, and we—I have, I think I've told you, I have, of course, I have a a card. Um, I also have a hat that we were talking during the, you know, uh, when I was talking about the Fitzgerald that I'd go to Whitefish Point every year, and the hat yeah. I would wear, this dumb hat, is my Fifty Mission cap. I still have it. My yeah. son has one. My best <laughs> friend has one. Oh, that's killer! Great pick, man. The hip. Yeah, they've got a lot of good. Uh, they have a song called "Wheat Kings," that's on fully completely. That's um about a guy named David Milgard who was wrongly accused of a crime and was in I forget how long he was in prison for. Um, oh. yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah, they're again. That's you know that's just literate songwriting, I think. Um, which brings me to my next pick. Um. And I'm going to say I have two things, okay? I have this, the complete album, Born to Run. And then um, <laughs> from the album, Nebraska, I have a song called Highway Patrolman. Yes. Um, so I, I've beat Born to Run into the ground. So I'm going to go to Highway Patrolman right now. Uh, that song is killer, too. Have you? I mean, I, I you know the song. I I've see. been riding that album uh, pretty hard lately, Nebraska. Dude, it's so good. It's so, And it's raw. Like I said, I think that's him at home. It's him at yeah, home. Yeah, you playing. said you could hear his, like, his ring sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yep. And it's I think it's on a four-track at home. Um, Maybe at, like, his kitchen table or something. But this song is, you know, it's kind of the story of, of this highway patrolman and his, you know, pardon my language, fuck up brother or something, you know? Uh, and yeah. there's, oh, you know, me and Frankie uh, dancing with Maria. Uh, everything, it's so vivid and cool. And, and you know, I think what's the final line where he, you know, watches his taillights disappear, you know, he lets his brother go, you know? Yeah. Sometimes when it's your brother, you look the other way. So, yeah, and of course, all of Born to Run. There's characters in Born to Run that um, are as important to me as any... Uh, Liter- any character in literature, any film character I've ever seen. So um, right. I could go on and on, but I, I won't. What do you have next? I have Cotton Seed by the Drive-By oh, Truckers. Oh, man, this is your day. You're hitting me right <laughs> where I live. Uh, uh, I, I, Mike Cooley. Again, C- Cooley can develop some characters 
Uh, all those guys yeah. can. Cooley's really, you know, Zip City Cooley's could be. Cooley's my guy as far as the truckers I know go. you've said that, and I like that. I like that about you. Um, I like that yeah, Cottonseed is killer. That oh, is killer. Is a, a, is a great one. And so is. It's a great story. Um, Zip City. I love Zip City. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, that, man, that's that's a good pick. What's your favorite part? I mean, is there a particular line in Cottonseed you really like? You like the overall story? I just like uh, the one line I like is uh, when he's ta- he's talking about being in jail, and he said uh, they're just loudmouth punks to me. I've scraped meaner off my shoe. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> you know he another song that he tells a killer killer story in is Daddy's Cup. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the, the race, race car. car. <laughs> Dad made him take it apart yeah. and tell him what each part yeah. was for he'd, he'd and take what a, it did. What does he say? He'd take a bucket of engine parts and dump them on the floor. I'd have to tell him yeah. which, which. I'd have to tell him what everyone did and what each one was for. Yeah. Right. Oh uh, yeah, he's. Yeah, that's uh, this. These songs right here. This whole thing we're talking about is the number one example why I never would you know. I'd be dickish enough to go, well, I'm a songwriter, you know? Uh, no <laughs> way, dude. You're making shit up. A songwriter does this, you know, does this stuff. This is, is these, this type of songwriter is, you know, is as important as any author you can name in my, my book. It's just that, it's just great books I mean, put to music. There's lines in that song that, can give you like I've put more lawmen in the ground oh, than Alabama, Alabama put, put cotton seed. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, give you chills like watching a film or yeah. reading a book. I know. That's uh which is exactly why you can't, you know, like we talked about with our chill out records, you can't put on a trucker's record no. and chill out. No, because you're you get there. Drawn into all the stories. What's there's <laughs> another trucker's tune. I think it might be on on um, on uh, the Dirty South, because uh, that cotton seeds on the Dirty South, right? Yes. Um, yeah. The are you talking about? Oh, what's the other one? The deeper in? No, there's the That's one. That's a story song by the truckers. Yeah, but like, there's the deep. one where uh, um, wake up. Uh, oh, don't piss off the boys from Alabama. Oh, the boys from yeah. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. It's kind of telling the uh, the story about the the cop, right? Who's walking go- tall? Right. Yeah, Buford Pusser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buford Pusser. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is they they've mined that fertile ground too. Oh yeah. yes. So uh, my next pick now, I I've just went on and on about songwriting and literature and all of that, right? My next pick is Mr. Brownstone by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, if so, the, Mr. Brownstone is the story is basically about heroin, which yes. all those guys in Guns N' Roses were were using. I mean, they were heroin. I think I, I think Axel avoided it for the most part. Um, Sla- okay. Slash, uh, Izzy, uh, Steven, Duff, all of them were, you know, were and especially Slash and Izzy were heavy users. Um, and Brownstone is about heroin addiction, you know? Yes. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, the whole, the cadence of it is killer. The lines, you know, uh, it took me a long time, you know, even just listening to the song to piece it all together. You know, I get up at around seven, I get out of, get out of bed, bed around, around nine, nine. Yeah. Get on the bus around 11, sip and drink. And we go on stage around whatever, you know? 
Um, yep. and, and I remember at some point, it might have been during the Appetite Tour, I think it was, where um, Axel called Slash out on stage and said something like, you know, this song is, you know, about heroin addiction and we should know our guitar players on it or something. I mean, like said that. And, and I, I know there's a, something like that or some, you know, some of the guys, some of the guys up here have been dancing with Mr. Brownstone a little too much. It's something like that. It's, it's, you know, man. he called them out in public, man, Jeez. but it, it's a great song. It's put together and it, it's got the pace. Uh, Steve Nadler, the drummer who is the unsung hero of Guns N' Roses, um, he just the groove of the whole thing feels like the city, and you know yeah. it, it, it's cool, man. So yeah, I had to throw that in because you know I give props where props are due. Uh, what do you have next? I had "Song for a River" by the Badleys. See, you, I've by told the, you before. from the River Songs record, which is the one I have. Yep, but I again, I was only the the one hit guy. I wrote that one song a lot. Oh, Angeline is coming home. It's still a good, t- yes, it's still a oh, good song. The whole record is. I know. I mean, I'm looking at it right I now. Celebrate dude. their entire catalog. I know but... you do. You you have said that <laughs> numerous times because I well, only know great, that song. That's a great story, though. That that song about the kid who's hanging around with a guy. I think he's full of shit, but. You know, he talks about he used to manage a punk band in Phoenix in 78. And oh, he really? Says, cool. I was 16 and I was the enamored, impressionable kind. And this, you know, he, this, he just tells the story about this guy who lives out in the Partiesville woods. And Oh, cool. And then he, he ends up, he ends up, he never, he ends up uh, running from the police, the the guy who, who he's talking about in the song and getting killed and then he he says later he says uh so i read in the write-up for the first time his real name and he said no close family not from nowhere just a wild running river he cut it too fast to the sea oh yeah yeah it's just yeah I mean, brett, brett alexander man that guy can write a freaking song yes. I, I think brett alexander probably wrote it but wow Yep, he's see, the, he's I only, the main songwriter. I know the, the one jam, and I like that one jam a lot, but I just never, you oh, know. Song I moved... for a River is unbelievable. Right. It's like eight minutes. Man, that song is just fantastic. There's something about the river itself, the river, you know, a river that is also really fertile ground for these great guys. songs have about been written the river. about rivers, yeah. Right, right. Well, Chris and, Knight's got a few. Dude, I so my next pick... <laughs> Is uh, down the river by Chris Knight. Yeah. Um, today I went to breakfast with with my son, and I said, "Yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta get with Scott. We're doing an episode today." And I said, "It's on story songs." He goes, "He said something." I mean, again, he's thirteen, but he said something like, "All right, Chris Knight, it's your time to shine," or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I laughed, and he goes, "Are you gonna have framed on there?" And I said, "Well, you know, I I I said." framed or he goes or down the river i said yeah he goes or are you just gonna pick songs where he doesn't kill someone <laughs> and uh i said well and he goes well you should have william on there which is on the self-titled for me he doesn't kill anyone in a house of 40 acres <laughs> right right but he's probably gonna at some point um, <laughs> i i you could go i could literally probably name almost every Chris Knight song ever, but I do have framed uh, down the river and a song called William. Um, I make my son listen yeah. to William a lot because it, you know, there are kids, I have the river zone written on my list. Yeah. Oh, that's a good song too. 
Um, <laughs> there are kids at my son's school that I try to tell him are like this William kid, you know, uh, you know, who, you know, who come from backgrounds that are completely foreign to my son, but you know, where it's, you know, what w- there's a line in the song, William. Um, I don't, I don't think something about, Oh, well, I know William, you could have had a heart of gold, but I don't think you ever knew that you had one. I don't think you were ever told. Right. No. And you know, there's lines in that song about, you know, how, uh, um, he he and William got busted stealing cigarettes out behind the barn and his dad uh you know, tell his dad caught us. I still think he broke William's arm. Right. Oh. I mean, if you wanna listen to a song that hits it on the head, it's it's probably William. That's a great song. I can't believe that I can't believe a song like that. It can be written, and I also can't believe that a song like that can ring so true. Todd Th- Snyder has a song similar to that called "You Think You Know Somebody." Oh yeah, well it, from the songs for the Daily Planet record, which is a great record. And, and Todd Snyder, Todd Snyder's the other side. Todd Snyder can develop characters who are are fun to you know, yeah, fun to follow. You know, I mean, Chris Knight's characters are very interesting and and cool. And you know, the guy in Down the River who, you know who sees his brother get killed and then goes and, and I, there's a live video. If you ever get a chance, um, a a guy I know is playing guitar with Chris on a guy named Michael McAdam. Who's a legend. Um, it's a live show. It's outside somewhere. I mean, it looks like a street fair almost there. It's not heavily attended, but Chris Knight introduces down the river by saying, this is a song about the time I killed the guy who killed my brother and, and plays the song. And it's, I mean, it's outside in the daytime. And it's just killer. And, you know, there are people eating barbecue and drinking beer who probably don't know what the hell they're listening to. But right. um, it, it's awesome. So I'm sorry. Chris Knight, uh, name it. Go listen to some Chris Knight. Come back and, you know, tell me I'm wrong. So uh, what do you got? Yeah. What do you got next? Choctaw Bingo by James McMurtry. You met James McMurtry is a big artist for a friend of mine named Dave Vanderzanden who fronted a band called The Lonesome Trailers. Who you would like. You would like the Lonesome Trailers. So tell me about this song. James McMurtry's song. Um, Ray Wiley Hubbard also does a cover of it. Um, but it's about uh, the family going to Uncle Slayton's family, the family reunion. And <laughs> it just tells the story of all the different characters heading there. Ruth Ann and Lynn and cousin Roscoe and all of his cousins and everybody that's heading to uh, uncle Slayton's for the first time in years. <laughs> See, and there you go there. You're, you're, you're not talking about this. You're not talking to me about this as a song. You are almost talking to me about this as if you're telling me something a friend told you. Yeah. He was yeah, telling me about that's what geniuses do. You know, the narrator, you know, the narrator talks about the different characters and about uncle Slayton and how he's we're heading out there cause he's getting on in years. And, um, he, uh, he still makes whiskey or he sells that uh, moonshine. Cause, or what does he say? He makes the crystal meth because the shine don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Choctaw bingo every Friday night and, um, drinks his Johnny Walker and just, yeah, just tells the story of him and, how he had to leave Texas, but he won't say why. <laughs> well, you know what? Our our friend um, 
Ben DeLacour can put together a story song. Yes, absolutely. He can develop some characters too. You know, and 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 there are a lot of people who can. I mean, we could this this show could go on and on, especially yeah. with the artists you and I like, you know, that we collectively like. Um but yeah, James McMurtry, you can't go wrong with he's got other great ones. I had South Dakota's another. It's a newer song uh that he has that's great. Um but Choctaw Bingo is off from his uh St. Mary of the Woods, I believe, record. Yeah, my buddy Dave Vanderzanden, who, uh, who like I said, fronted a band and wrote for a band called the Lonesome Trailers in Grand Rapids. Um, he's a big, big fan. Big fan. Always. I saw James open for Jason Isbell, and that was fantastic. I bet that would have been good. That would have been quite a duo. Um, yeah, it was. My next one is, uh, and I this has come up on the show before, but I don't remember what episode. Um, but it's me and Billy the Kid, and it's written by Robert Earl Keane. Um, I think it's not a Joe Ely tune, but I know it through Joe Ely. Okay, yeah. I, I, I don't quote me on that because I might be thinking of um the road goes. I know the road goes on forever is a Robert Earl Keane song. Um, it is. Maybe Ely did write me and Billy the Kid. I think he may have. I, I should he may reason. have. I think he did. Anyhow, the version I know is by by Joe Ely, and I'm gonna almost go out on a limb and say maybe he did write it. Um, but it's it's again, it's a great story song. It's a western. Um. I, I'm I'm big on that too. I like a western from time to time because I don't remember if like in Coward of the County does he ever say what era that is? Yeah, I don't believe so. But in my mind, in my mind, it's 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 fairly old timey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't strike me so. as it was in the '70s or anything. You know, no. it's not like it's not like Becky and Tommy were in Tommy's van or anything. You know? Right, so, yeah. But I like that old timey, like Poncho and Lefty, the westerns. I don't know. Do you remember growing up and there would be like a, um, there was a KTEL or something collection they'd advertise late at night on TV that would have all these songs. Um, and I don't remember what it was called because there was a book series too. Do you remember the Time Life series on like, what was it? Gunfighters of the Old West or something. Uh, oh, the, the story about, you know, and then there's a story about so-and-so, the who once killed a man just for snoring or whatever it was. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was. So these, um, I can remember these. Uh, there was a, like a story songs collection by Time Life when I was a kid, too. Um, so I was into that. You know, I was into the whole, the Old Westy, you know, kind of cowboy thing, too, for story songs. I like that. What do you got next? I have Banditos by the Refreshments. <laughs> there you go. That's an old Westy song, really. <laughs> with with references to Star Trek in it. And... Star Trek references and yeah. That's uh, a Roger great, Fine. That's a great That's kind of their, you know, put them on the map, so to speak, put it, Roger Klein on the map. And it most did people with don't me. even know the title of the song. Yeah, right. Most people, what do they call it? Uh I mean, I've heard it called uh, what's the course? I take your ID card to the border guard. I, I got the pistols, I got so the I'll pistols. keep the pistols. That's a yeah. great tune, man. That's a great so. tune. That hit me. Um, I, I that came out, and I, I don't know the exact year, but it was around like Everclear time. Remember the band Everclear, who I like? Yeah, it was '97, I think. Yeah, I, I was working at the record store when oh. it came out. That and it it checked a lot of boxes for me too. Because there was something about it that felt, maybe it was even just the name, to be honest with you. But, you know, I like the replacement so much. And so the name yeah. caught me right away. But that tune is killer. I, I 
I've heard a couple different bands cover it, and um, it's it's never great. I heard one never band. Great. I heard one band cover it. Um, my fr- some friends of ours, um, the Electric Red did it, and it was really cool. I uh, I, I you know what? I I love that song. I just love everything about it. I love everything about that tune. It's such a great song. Yeah, he's got other you know great story songs like Nada and oh just. I don't know. They had another of... hit off that album, off Big and something fuzzy. Busy, fuzzy, big and buzzy. Yeah, they had another hit off that. There was another, did not they? hit, a single. Yep, I don't remember what it was called, but they did. It wasn't. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't Sucker Punch. That nope. wasn't. No, nope. I'll look. I'll, I'm going to let you know. I'm, they had a. It, it was nowhere near as popular as um, Banditos. Oh, down together. Let's go down together, down together. Yep. Yeah, yep. down together. Yep. That's it. That was the tune. That's a good one. Yeah, too. Nada was. Uh, I used to play Nada with Jason Eller at open mic. Yeah, that's. I love that band, and um, I have friends. You, of course, and Bruce and Wendy are big, big, big fans of Roger Klein yeah. and the Peacemakers. They, fi- I mean, they go to see them all over the place. Like literally, their Circus Mexicus is uh, next next this coming weekend. I yeah, believe. yeah. See, big, big artist for them, and and that was the song that I would have not had any idea who the dude was without Banditos, and it's still a cool song, and it. You know what? When we're done here, I'm gonna pop that up on Lex and listen to it. And they are now Roger Klein and, and the Peacemakers. Peacemakers. Yeah. Well, I have one more on my list. Um, All right. And and hanging in the old west, um, this is another. So, <laughs> I guess my son is influencing me a lot more than I give him credit for. Because <laughs> right now he's learning all the words and chords to "Big Iron" by Marty Robbins. Oh, nice. And um and. Just be doing it Mike Ness style or Marty Robbins? No, Marty. Style? Marty. <laughs> he doesn't know Mike Ness yet. Um, I so I told him my wife and I uh, will listen to music in the kitchen. Um, and we're listening to El Paso, which I have El Paso Big Iron here together. Um, El Paso is a great song by Marty Robbins. You know that's uh, you know yeah. I mean. A deep burning pain in my soul. You know? um, <laughs> oh, but my son's into Big Iron right now, um, and so he's uh, he's singing it because he's learning the again. He's to learn the words to a song, especially these wordy songs. You know, it's not repeating "wop" over and over again, right? You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. It's um, there's story and Kane. That's why he'll always come to me and say, "Check it out," and then he'll play and sing. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald all the way through, or which is good for me. It was um, as a young man, it was Tangled Up in Blue when I m- knew all the verses uh, yeah. of Tangled Up in Blue. That was a big deal. But Big Iron is what he's rocking right now, and man, it it is a great tune. It is uh, the Big Iron on his hip, man, is just oh yeah, ah, uh, is just killer. So all that you know, again, it's the old west, and and it for me, it's like watching a western. It's like watching a John Wayne movie or something. I mean. El Paso, Big Iron, all that stuff. I mean, I can, you know, I can see Rose's Cantina. I can see the whole thing, you know, and that's that's what great songwriters do. What else you got? I had a a song called Keep the Wolves Away by a band called Uncle Lucius. I don't know, man. For some reason, the name, Um, I'm not sure. I I think you'd be into this band. Um, It's a little... It's a song about the, the guy's dad is working in the coal mines and something happens where he gets 
yeah, there's an accident and his dad gets really messed up and it takes him a while, but they get a settlement finally. And then, um, the money starts running out and then he's the, the, the songwriter says, now it's my turn. I'm going out for going for broke with every song I play. Cause now it's my turn to keep the wolves away. Oh, Oh, oh he's, I like uh, that. You know, going out, writing, he's writing his songs and yeah, he's, uh, he's the breadwinner. If you're into, and I know you are, bands like um, Lucero, uh, Uncle Lucius is worth a listen. All right, yeah, because I, again, I, there's this is this topic is almost um, for me, it, it, I most of what I like is this is so, like you said, every song's kind of a story song, be it yeah. you know um, nothing but a good time or you know talk dirty to me yeah. or whatever. Um, but I, yeah, this is where I live. These are the songs I, and this is probably why, um, I don't know that why I think I wanted to make up songs of my own just to see if I could do it or tell, you know, somewhere I'd read one of my heroes, you know, said, you know, you got to quit saying them all the time and you got to start saying you like, you are you going to be such a coward that you're not going to be truthful about this? And and the first time I ever even tried something like that was a goofy song called Midwest Blues, but it was true. Like I was telling the truth in it, and yeah, and and even with the fictional songs, you know, if if there's truth in those, or at least someone's truth, I think that's where the great story songs live. You know, I don't know if Marty, Rob- I'm sure Marty Robbins didn't wasn't there when some dude strolled into town with a big iron on his hip, but. You know, he maybe seen enough westerns to be able to do that, or you know what I'm yeah. saying. Um, yep. So that's that's killer. You got any like uh, you got any more any any anything on the B list you had that you missed? Uh, there was like I had one from Brent Cobb called "Down in the Gully," where he writes the song. It, it's a true story about something that happened where the uh, the sheriff came and knocked on his uncle's door because they thought this shed that they had out in the woods was for making moonshine. Oh, really? But it was, um, yeah. So they, he taught Brent Cobb. He takes him out there. His uncle takes him out there and it's just a pump house Oh, for, for water. But, uh, Brent Cobb's like writes a song, like what if it was a moonshine still? Yeah. And he writes a song about how his granddaddy made the best moonshine in town. It's great. See, that's the other and then, thing. And then he ends it with how it ended for real. He's like, when and my granddaddy laughed because when they opened the door, the shack was a pump house. <laughs> well, you know, that's the other thing is to go. What if this happened? What if it didn't go yeah. this way? Or what if? And when you can do, I don't know, man. I just he does it on. Um, uh, his tiny desk, Brent Cobb does oh, yeah. a tiny desk concert on NPR and he does that song. It's, it's great. It's pretty cool when someone's as gifted as these people are, or a lot of people are because I, I, because I have NMD, I, you know, I can be really pissy about songs and songwriting and, and weak stories. And, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I had some, uh, I had some, I had 18 in life on my list. That's a great song, dude. That's a great, you know. well-written song. Absolutely, there were, you know, the some of the heavy metal songs, quote unquote, hair band. They had stories, you know, something to believe in by Poison. I know. Oh yeah. But dude, that's it's right there. You, the um, it's I'll a tell good you, song, yeah. another hair metal song that I think is a really well-written, great story is Uncle Tom's Cabin by Warrant. Oh yeah, about for the sure. dirty cop and 
Yeah. Oh man, it, you know, so it's out there. Um, and, and you know, there's it, a local, there's a local band um, from Kalamazoo that were a local metal band. They're called Thought Industry. Yeah, I remember that band. They had a song called Fruitcake and Cider, which is hilarious about a guy who's he's freaked out because his wife keeps taking in stray animals and he thinks that the animals are camcorders for God, oh. like through their eyes. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> so he's like, he's Madeline, stop taking your he's like, Madeline, don't don't let them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I you know, my B list again. You know, Jason Isbell, the truckers, Lucero, you know, the, all of them do great. Uncle Tupelo, you know. Um, yeah, I, I had Reckless Kelly, Crazy uh, Eddie's yep, Last Hurrah, yep. that song. The Ballad of Tommy um, and Marla is one for me from them that I really I had Sylvia's liked. Mother written down by Dr. Hook. Yeah, see, there's, you know what? I hope some people um, comment on their story songs. You know, I always like to hear what people are into or what, because there was, you know, Brandy by Looking Glass is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's that kind of thing, too. You know, another one my wife turned me on to, a song that I really, really like that's a great story song and probably should be on my list is Stagger Lee. Oh. That's that's killer, you know. The Nick Cave version, probably. Oh, I've never heard that. Nick Cave, yeah, it's a it's an old song. Oh, Nick it's a, Cave does. It's, um, my wife turned me on to, like, one of the early, because she's hip to that stuff so kind of like a, what you'd call a standard maybe? it is Something yes like it that? is it's there's a it's probably i'm not sure it's a public domain song but it's got to be close where it, you know it's just passed down and there's version after version after version after version after you know like knoxville girl or pretty yeah, Polly. Or, Nick cave is the one i know no dude I, um there's uh you know kind of i think maybe a 50s 50s version probably. 50s 60s that is the whip saxophone in it Da-da-da. You know, I was standing on the corner when I heard my bulldog bark. Yeah, it's it's definitely not Nick Cave. No, style. no, no. <laughs> this is fifties. You know, um, with that fifty saxophone. You know, he was barking at the two men who were gambling in the dark. Dunka 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 dunka. It's killer. I'll find out who does it. My wife will tell me, and then make me feel like an asshole for not knowing who it was. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, that was a, that was fun, and especially for guys like us, you know nerds who like like uh songs that you know tell a story i guess and and the leuven brothers actually had an album called songs that tell a story and charlie and ira leuven um have great story songs too i could go you could go on and on it's just too fertile ground we'll have to visit it and hopefully people will comment and and turn us on to some good stuff too so uh yeah that was fun again i you could just go on and on i could still be talking about coward of the county you know (laughs) <laughs> well, you got any closing for, any uh, closing thoughts for us today? I see the fighter planes tearing across the desert sky. Do I curse them or cheer them on? I still can't decide. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody. See you.